Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host Serene. In this podcast you will find movie reviews and TV show reviews, the latest news about the film industry, monthly watch list, award show predictions and recaps, recaps on events like Netflix's To Doom. You will receive two episodes a week, Thursdays and Sundays. You can follow me on Instagram at movie reviews with Serene and Movie Reviews with Serene podcast. Come join the journey. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You guys, this is a one I, I'm about to tell you about something which made me very happy. And two, if you're a follower on my Movie Reviews with Serene podcast account, you will be able to watch me live recording this episode. Hold on. I have to put the camera. Wait. Wait. see me anyways so bear with me <laughs> but um today i'm going to finally talk about um Wagenheimer. yeah because the sec after regulations for us podcasters and bloggers have finally been like loosened up so because of that I can finally talk about Babenheimer and I'm so excited about it. Then I will also share some news with you. But um what I'm I will like go into detail of why and why I'm choosing to do it through this now, even though in the last episode I put the disclaimer of me saying like that I won't be reviewing any movies or TV shows by the drug companies. Um, in solidarity of the pot, in solidarity of the strike. Well, I. It was very confusing for me because I'm not a side after member and I don't, I don't want to be one. Um, so like, and also this podcast isn't a like a, a side after project podcast, and I'm a movie critic, so. They had some regulations, which were very confu- like which which were worded very confusing, and um, to me, and so I watched this video by this creator and also fellow movie critic and YouTuber, um, Real Reject. He he has really like broken it down for me for a dummy but like for me and so because of that i really because of that i like i'm like so happy that i get to review and also because of that it was very informative and because of that i kind of like am backtracking a little bit meaning that that yes i said the disclaimer but like I said, the, dis- the disclaimer 
part of the last two episodes were because I was very confused by the Zagaftra like uh, regulations in in regards of podcasts. Even though I am an Austrian creator and I don't live in the United States, but I do talk about the U.S. release like in releases in regards of movies and TV shows. I just wanted to stay uh, do or like read backtrack from reviewing, reviewing new stuff, um, new TV shows and movies. Uh, in solidarity but do like because of that video by real rejects on youtube which i will be linking it down in the show notes um i now have a better understanding of the regulations and also even i i guess it was because it was like my fault because i was very i was like I was like, okay, like, what, what does that mean for me as an Austrian creator? And I, I had been on the on the website of SAG-AFTRA, but I wasn't really. I looked at the FAQs um, section, but I somehow un, like overread that it doesn't affect movie critics, and which I am one. Yeah, I'm like independent. I'm not, I don't have a contract with any strike company. A strike company. And so now I have a better understanding of that and I will be talking about that in this episode. And also, I am also very excited for Babenheimer because like, you know, you will finally be able to listen to my review on both movies. With that being said, let's get into this episode. Okay, so... I'm currently like I'm currently live on Instagram, which is movie review stream podcast, and I'm I just wa- I'm just watching the real rejects video. So in the first part, he is talking about I don't know the host name, but like he um he's talking about what the sec after regulations are if you are a sec after um. If you are a SAG AFTRA member, so I will skip that because I am not one. So in the second part, which you know that I skipped the first first part, he the uh, real rejects host basically said that if you are if you are not interested in SAG AFTRA business and like you know want to be want to become a member. You can basically do whatever you want as an influencer. And it's like saying, he's like saying, it's your choice and you can do um, whatever you want. And if you are still like planning on joining SAG, you cannot, um, you cannot, you cannot do covered work for a strat company. And then 
and then you have like a like all promotional work and but that's still that's still something if you want to become a um SEG AFTRA member after you after you like after the strike is over so basically it doesn't really apply for me And then he's asking, he's saying, like, but do reviews count as a promotion work? Um, it, it does, unless you are like physically asked to go somewhere for the extra company. And then he said like, if you break this rule, then you are one, you you will be tapped on your shoulder saying you know don't do this again if you continue on doing this then you um then you're like banned for life by by a sag and can't become a member which i'm not planning on doing that And now he's talking about his channel, what they are doing. And And if he's also saying like there are two types, you know, there's the influencer press list and the ent entertainment journalism press, press, press list. And he, he was talking about his, his channel and like he's like, you know, we are a part of that. So, um, so because I'm a kind of a sort of also a part of that because even though I have not been to in press screenings um but he's saying that the the content we are creating is for you know commentary and you know, entertainment so and like what when we are doing a movie review it's just us like saying uh what we think about the movie and it's basically for for commentary and entertaining and does that doesn't mean like promotion And he's also saying like, don't uh, expect payment for struck, uh, company uh, reviews. So I, I've never like, I've never been paid for anything that I did. Even when, when I um, did this movie review by Lionsgate, they sent me on screener. They even, they even, they didn't really like, 
emailed me saying, hey, we want you to do that. Can you, here's a pay, I don't know, like X amount. Is it okay for you? And so, no, they didn't. They didn't. So I'm just doing this out of my love for movies and TV shows. And then, And he's saying, like, no, like you cannot promote a move, like move internet influ influencers can promote a movie. But um, you can talk about move, uh, news, which I am doing, like movies, news, movie intuition news. And And then he said, like, in regards of reactions and, you know, episode reactions and movie reactions, trailer reactions, he said that those are just made for entertaining purposes. And unless you are not in, um, unless you're not like endorsing the same thing with the movie, like with, if, if I was, if I'm, you know, I'm going to move a review Oppenheimer and Bar and Barbie, <laughs> And so, and I'm not paid, like I'm not paid by Warner Bros. And so he's saying that if you are doing, like if you, if it's, unless if it's like clearly an, an, an endorsement by those companies, you can do it. And that aspect made me very, 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 very happy. Because to be honest, I was, I was very like, I was very panicky about the fact that I didn't know what episodes I I would be producing um, in the future in regards of like, you know, because I hadn't known when I recorded the first episode of, the season, of season three, I hadn't known, I had known that the sec after regulations have been lo loosened up. And I was like debating, I was like, okay, like what am I supposed to like talk about? I was like, I was very fearful of my release dates, meaning, you know, um, Thursday and and Sunday. So I was like, is it even worth it to do that to the podcast, even though I really want to do it. And now that the set after regulations have been um, loosened up for non, you know, for movie critics and for non members I'm so happy because I yeah like I'm I am still not going to talk about I'm Groot even though I watched it it was so cute but at least not in the upcoming episodes I'll probably do it like let's see January and I'm still like going to talk about movies because I can't talk about movies because for movie critics the like after like FAQs um, were saying that it doesn't affect the work of there unless it's like an endorsement by a strap company. 
So because of that, I can finally talk about Barbenheimer, and I know that you all are very curious, are very curious about my opinion, and I'm so happy that I get to finally talk about it. I'm just screwing my microphone. It's so weird, like I'm recording, I'm, I'm live on Instagram and also I'm like recording this episode. And like, even for the parts part I like took um I like didn't talk about of real rejects videos watching the whole thing and then really like understanding everything it really made me like it really brought light on at the end of the tunnel because I was like I was so fearful of today because I was like what am I supposed to talk about like I my my worst case scenario was like talking about the talking about the um like the old season of American Dad or Family Guy or um, that's it. No, wait, is this or Simpsons? You know, but now that the regulations have been lifted, and I. I'm going to talk about like more movies and I'm so excited about it. And with that being said, let's go and talk about Barbie. Okay, now I'm going to talk about um Barbie So on um, like you know, there was this debate whether one should watch Barbie or Oppenheimer on July 21st. Well, I watched both on, I watched, I think, Barbie on July 29th. And, oh no, 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 excuse me. I watched it on August 1st, 1st, and Oppenheimer I watched, I think, I think August 11th or 10th, something like that, but I, let's talk about Barbie first and Oppenheimer because both just a little bit on my folks. Because both movies weren't that that like similar because uh, excuse me, weren't that different uh, different from one another. Because Barbie had to do, yes, with the toy, but like the story was very dark. 
it, the story was like kind of like bubbly, but masked with a touch of realness and something I wasn't expecting it to be. And whereas Oppenheimer, it was, it was like very very emotional and yet intriguing, yet. Yeah, like, mm. yeah, like, uh, it left you like question whether, you know, whether the atom bomb was like, was a good thing that they created it. And because, you know, which I will be talking about in the movie, but like, just to, give you a little kind of like a spoiler of my Oppenheimer movie a movie interview is that after the bomb was like created and um like Robert J. Oppenheimer we saw in the movie we saw some footage but we didn't see some footage but like we heard from the radio kind of like an audio file about the bombings in Hiroshima um Nagasaki and Fukushima so that like left me with the question was it a was it a was it a good thing that he invented it or not so that kind of like was a conversation starter for me and my uh, friend group but let's go to um, so as we all know, Barbie is like is the highest grossing movie of the year and it deserves to be. Because I have to say because like it was um the story was like beautiful and I, I like the twists and turns. But like um but it was a mix of it was a mix of mm, bubbly happy like rose colored glasses mixed with some realistic and you know mixed with some seriousness so the first the probably the first act and the the first act of the movie was like this like world in the in the Bobby world and it was so cool that as someone who played with Barbies as someone who like grew up with Barbies and played with Barbies and um and like owned the Barbie house at one 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 point I remember when I was six years old, I got, um, I got a Barbie house. I had a few Barbies and I was playing with them when I was six years old. And then, you know, and, and then like seeing all of that like come to life, it was life, it was so, it was such a trip down memory lane, like, you know, how um, and then also like the narration of Helen Mirren, I love it. 
that was so much fun. And when she said like, you know, like you just take your body off the roof and thumb their body off and then put it what uh, put it into the car, you know. So I really like that not on my how you were playing with Barbies and um, my Barbie dolls. And I also liked how how realistic it was, like how how real and like how it was basically like the props, like you know, they were all props and like not nothing was CGI. It was really cool and the painted background on of the Barbie world. And like you really like wanted to live in Barbie world. And I really, really wanted afterwards. And also I also really like the fact that there were the diversity of the Barbie. Barbie like the cast inside but also like the characters like we had we had Barbie and we had um we had like Mermaid Barbie, the only I was playing her. With Mermaid Barbie and like the cameo of John Cena's Mer Merman Barbie was so funny to me. And like like oh my god, like Ken, like Ryan Gosling was so like he was having so much fun playing Ken. I think my favorite character of the movie is Ellen. Um, because Because like he was basically, he was basically your like, kind of like a, your gay best friend, but you know Ellen wasn't gay at least there were no nuts that. But he, I don't know I really liked Ellen, but also I also enjoyed um Simoneo and what's his name. The guy from Sex Education. Um, I'm just looking on find a beat. He is also in secret in Um, um King Sleep and Adir. He, as his Ken, was also a lot of fun, but basically, like, all the main actors were like Ken, Ken, like. <laughs> And the Barbies were like present, present Barbie, like mermaid Barbie, normal Barbie, like Mom Corbie was this gender Barbie, and then um, author Barbie, and um, 
basically like all the jokes party had over the years and so the, like i like the first um i like the first act of the movie because it was like it really embodied how everyday everyday how she's like you know How she was like, uh, like living her life in Barbie world until one day, she kind of wakes up with, um, she kind of like wakes up with bad breath, like her hair, or like uh, her hair was still okay, but like she was um, having a shower and she didn't, then there was no water, and so she kind of like she. Is like having this like identity crisis because she's like okay like what's going on and then she goes she gets sent to Weird Barbie and Weird Barbie really reminded me of I have to admit but like of how I sometimes played with my Barbie and or like how other friends of mine have played with their Barbies um, which is not good <laughs> so she was like she was like destroyed and stuff and so she was she was like you have to go to the real world and find your find your person who played find the girl who plays with you and Barbara's like no like do i really have to and then and Barbara's like yes you do and so she ends up going to the real world and that's where the second half of the movie starts, and we get to introduce to Will Ferrell. Also, I have to say the like the jokes were so funny, like the dance off and with the cans between the cans, and overall like the the dialogue. It was so funny. Like I had I had laughed so many times. But so then she goes like into the real world, and then um we see the real real like barbie like real barbara um you know the the father of ruth the creator of barbie at mattel so we but we see it for a split second at the bus uh, there's the scene at the bus station and so barbie goes to this high school and she goes into this high school and she like finds these like has this conversation with the mean girls because but the mean girls were basically basically like a nod to the brats call it like the brats dolls and she's like you know like i'm perfect like i'm perfect the barbie like why why don't you guys like me because the leader of the mean girl squad she says i don't like you like you you know you you you're you're you made us grow up with um like false ex like 
unreachable beauty standard and like expectations or um or like she did or like you know i'm just perfect but like she's like oh you know we because of you have some weight issues and stuff like that and also there, there's also like saying oh you know like barbie's like oh you know what you can do if barbie can be anything and she and then she's like and then the mean girl squad is like no because there are men like you know this world is dominated by men and also oh yeah also like um before going to the real world can like follow sorry but we see the the scene in the trailer in the car and so they like land at venice and ken discovers that basically the world is run by men and so and like so then they go to the high school and he's like do you know what time it is to this one woman and he's and she's like yeah this 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 she said it says the time and then he's like and then he kind of realizes okay like what patriarch is and then um yeah then then they go go to i think barbie goes to like oh yeah uh, she goes to uh, Mattel and we get introduced to Will Ferrell. <laughs> I love Will Ferrell so much. And <laughs> and then like um and then Will Ferrell is like you know. Uh, Bobby's like, you know, like something's wrong with me, and and then, oh yeah, before that she like goes to the secretary and says like, you know, I want to talk with the CEO, and she's like, well, you know, she basically Bobby thinks that the CEO Mattel is a woman, but it turns out to be Will Ferrell, and then Will Ferrell is like, you know, um, we can like, you can't go back to Bobby world. Because you you know basically she's like the fact she doesn't she doesn't defect so he tries to put her back into the box then she like escape escapes or have this whole like um escaping scene which is so funny because it's basically it's like leaned so much on a comedy on the like you know the basic comedies like you know when basically they're like grow into this one cubicle and then think that she is there but she isn't so they end up like looking at one another you know then how everything recovered this works and so after that um we have some more like scenes and and then and then yeah and then like um she gets rescued by america ferrera um and her daughter and then we find out later in the movie that that um the girl who was playing with america uh, with barbie my brother's barbie was actually america ferrera and yeah and so then 
Yeah, then she, like, Ken and Barbie and Will Ferrell, like, go, basically Ken goes back to Barbie world before she, um, Barbie gets, like, chased by, by, um, Will Ferrell. And so, and then, like, we go back to Barbie world and with Will Ferrell and Barbie, because Barbie, like, oh, also, like, American Ferrell. And her daughter, because you know they all go back to and and we see that Ken has used what he saw in in we see that Ken has um is using what he saw in the real world, meaning uh, patriarchy, and has kind of like. Has like kind of like enslaved the bobbies, like they kind of work for Ken, like um, for the Ken. So Ken is like, you know, he has basically taken away Barbie's house, and the other Kens have like taken away Barbie's friend. So that I kind of, you know, like one Ken will say, Yo, can you like wash my feet? And he's like, Of course. And Barbie's like, That's weird. And then so they, working on this like plan to get the like territory back the bodies and they're using this like trick which you know play me something on a guitar and i'll offer you but then they they cancel like oh yeah they, they're like playing guitar and barbie's like you know they're like kind of making eye contact with the others and you know that and then they basically win their characters over from the cans. And then Ken like realizes like okay like that's what are what what's the purpose of Ken? So he gets very depressed and is sad. And also like when Mama Robbie is like you know telling them about gravity, her feet are flat and that she you know basically wants to end it all uh we get this like commercial for depressed barbie um and yeah and that's what ken is like you know what's the purpose of ken and then barbie's like you know ken is just she gives this like speech of saying ken 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 is like you know if there's no Barbie, there's no Ken. Or like Ken is like, if there's no Barbie, there's no Ken. And then Barbara Robbie talks to Brian Gosling, Ken, and says that, you know, that's basically bullshit because it can be anything you want, anything he wants. And then Ken says this like line of saying, Ken, Ken is enough. And it's like, mm, that was so cute, actually. I was chewing up through that segment then um so when that happened then like america ferrera oh yeah then margot robbie gets like very margot robbie's character gets like very sad because 
because like she is still you know she is still like fat feeded and has bad breath so she's like I don't know like what's my purpose and then America Ferreira gives this very touching and very true monologue about what it's like to be a mother slash woman basically a, a woman and it's I cried my eyes during that scene like it was so touching and Pharrell and the rest, like, and his henchmen arrive at Barbie Land and they're trying to, basically, they're, like, trying to, you know, get to America Ferrera and her daughter. And so they end up in the real world again. So, because, you know, the root cause of Barbie is, like, then we like find out what the root cause of her different appearance was and so she goes back to the real world and then she and then she meets Ruth and and then we have this like you know saying you know this TikTok song and basically overall song saying like close your eyes take my hand close your eyes and then while that's happening, um, she starts crying. We see all these like whole videos of human beings, like real people playing with their Barbies and or, like mothers with their children. And oh, it was so touching. I kissed my mom. She was sleeping. She was asleep. I kissed my mom like I love you. And and she was like, what's going on? I was like, mom, like I watched Barbie and this and this and that's happening. Like oh, it's so cute. And yeah, that's then basically like what that scene means is that Bobby wanted to be, she didn't want to choose between being human and the Barbie and toy. And so Ruth was like saying to her that she didn't have to choose, so she could. To both, could be both, and after that scene, after like seeing that she can show emotion, um, we we like go we like go back to the real world a few years back, as after like a few years forward, and Barbie like my name is Barbie. And I'm here for to, to, to see my gynecologist. And I like that message because it's very important. Um, because sadly, cervical cancer or breast cancer, well, breast cancer, you can like feel lumps and you know, it's, um, you can like, your body kind of like knows when you're having cancer like it kind of like signals you when you're having breast cancer but 
but like in 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 regards of cervical cancer you can't really feel that you know your body really doesn't um, signal you so you get it checked so you have to get it go to your gynecologist regularly and do this PAP um, tests and you know hope that it will come out clear but I really like the like I really enjoyed Barbie and like you said I wasn't I was surprised a little bit I, I didn't think that I would be crying this much and I also enjoyed how how well they like stayed to the uh, original source and also I also love their choreographed dancing scene with um by Ronika's song Dance the Night and also like the I know like every single detail of the movie was so 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 good and the fact that you would think it's only like you would think that it's all like called out the men which I appreciated but also it kind of opened up the eyes of those men hopefully they will treat us women better also there were so many nuts to like cat calling and um misogyny and patriarchy and uh, and and and, uh, and like what it's what it's like to be a woman and I hope that you know that this movie will kind of like end catcalling and human like men being misogynistic. I re- I'm really hopeful, and also it also is a is a great like example for a movie which is which is based on a toy. How well you can like make it bubbly and happy but also very very dark and kind of like i had this feeling like it was a it was as if mattel and margot robbie's company had like shown a mirror to the male population of the world and were like oh like look like these are you guys and you know, and I also really like the story, how it wasn't like same old, same old. It was like, let's switch the roles and let Ken find himself and let Ken be, Ken feel not enough, you know. So I really like that aspect. Um, I'm kind of sad because there were so many like deleted scenes and I also really enjoyed like seeing all the, all the. Okay, 
I don't know where it stopped, but I'm just saying it again. So I also like really enjoyed that to see the Barbies like which were pulled away from the shelves and due to um how can I say it? due to like weird things that their Barbies could do or names had. So I really like that aspect, but also I don't know, like, I overall really, I would say the Barbie movie was a comfort movie or will be a comfort movie for many, many humans. And I want to, like, appeal for Mattel because they did an amazing job uh, with this bar- with this movie. And also because it finally, like, this movie was needed because we had so many movies which were, like, directed to boys and like Mar- Marlene, Marlene Sharp said big boys and we didn't have much or we didn't have many toys which were for girls and big girls so the fact that yeah we had like Wonder Woman and She-Hulk and that's it and so the fact that they made something very beautiful and which probably will be will be swooping all the Oscars away in next year's Oscars um also which 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 was necessary this movie was necessary so I'm just very happy with Barbie and I'm going to talk I'm going to talk about Oppenheimer up next. But before that, I want to say that after watching Barbie that I re-realized sometimes being a woman in this world can be very overwhelming but negatively overwhelming but and but rewarding at the at the same time and also kind of like scary but i'm still glad that i'm a woman so there's like you know the how the scale the scale of um like being a woman is you know it 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 it's it has a great balance of like of from of cons and pros of being a woman but but watch barbie yeah watch barbie and tell me your opinion if you liked barbie or not and i would say barbie was definitely worth a watch Okay, after talking about Barbie, I want to talk about its 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 opponent and by the Christopher Nolan, of course.
Okay, so I would say I would say that Oppenheimer is is a biopic mixed with a political thriller drama and I would also say that it's the it's the movie like the biopic I almost said Nicholas Cage. No, it's the biopic that Christopher Nolan has been longing for to make. And the reason why I'm going to, why I'm saying that is because, like, the majority, especially the first act and the, a bit of the second act is like has to do with Oppenheimer, his childhood, Robert J. Oppenheimer, his childhood, um, his like multiple marriages, his affairs, his basically like how he was as a person. And then we like start kind of like dabbling a little bit more in the um, atom bomb creation and then like eventually the final act is like the bomb like it's gets the bomb like gets not used but like it's like it's being fired for the first time by George Peck it was so cool, like seeing him back. It was like the the actor who was in Jake and Josh. He's the Josh part of the series, and so there's that. And I also really like the structure of the movie, meaning a few parts are. First of all, I have to say I liked Robert Downey Jr. as Strauss. What's his name again? Levin Strauss who was this political thriller, uh, yeah, political figure, and there is that. And I also enjoyed, like, we see, like, the, the structure is, like, you know, the first step we see Matsi, we see Matsi as Rikerberg, and he's, like, this college professor thingy in and then, like, you know, we see how, what, um, him, like, Oppenheimer in college, and then later on, like, in this um, station thingy, which, where he's, like, working on the bomb, the Manhattan Project is, like, being uh, created, because basically why the, no. Mm -hmm.
Basically, like why the Manhattan Project, aka the, the atom bomb invention, was um, done was because if they did, like if if the U.S. didn't do it or wouldn't have done it, the Germans, Nazis would have done it before them. And to avoid that, they like created the Manhattan Project. They were working working on the on the bomb and like perfecting it basically to you know, cause damage and and like it was also like that was an aspect but also like um the aftermath of like creating it was an aspect of the movie meaning that he was suspected to be a also, I love the political aspect of this movie. Like, he was suspected to be to work with the Russians, with the Russians, and so he was like being questioned many, many times in the room. And there was a scene with Lawrence Pugh and Kevin Murphy, you know, the plus eighteen scene, and and there, yeah, and then like. And so that was like the aftermath, meaning the third part of the movie. So the second, like it said, the first part is like his life and stuff like that. And then the second part is like slowly talking about his plans as the bomb, you know, he wants to equip his bomb, invented. And we meet like basically all the humans. There are so many characters. Like, all these like humans who were like in you know were in this movie as like from an acting point but also from in their in real life were just cast by star by stars like we said we had Robert Downey Jr. we had <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, Damon and Josh Hartnett, Hartnett and And Dihan and Josh Pratt, like I said, like oh, oh, so many human beings, like so many actors. And like, oh yeah, Rami Malik was like there for a few seconds. It was really cool seeing him actually. Then he was in the second, he was like in the Manhattan Project. And So yeah, the structure was like, um, we had this like, 
colored colored sequences and and then we had some black and white and like the thing I learned afterwards was that the colored one once was like kind of like a POV from like us kind of out from us as a viewer like us being uh, open eye but also from my bird's eye view kind of and those sequences where it was black and white was were were like from the perspective of what of like us as Oppenheimer not being in the picture not there they there's a whole political aspect was like in black and white and that meant that it was Whatever was happening, I'm never happening so much. I was so mad at one character. I won't name him because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But but like at. Those sequences being edited it was so cool. Like, for the majority of the black and white scenes, we saw Robert Downey Jr. in them. And also, like, this movie also had many, 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 like, podcasts and, um, how can I say? Plot twist and like revelation and like what the fuck moment and I felt that way. And giving like its runtime, it never really slowed down because you were so intrigued. But like also like this movie is like jumps back in time and then forth in time and then back in time and then forth in time and then you know we had the whole aftermath. And I don't have many words to say about this movie. Meaning, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I ha I need three or five days to five days to really like process what I'd seen in this movie. And you know the uh, you know it's a Chris a Christopher Nolan movie, but giving the biopic aspect and then the political thriller aspect and then the the actual aftermath, which makes it like really question your morals and I would say both movies are an experience and I would say well like he created another masterpiece after after Interstellar like I have I'm having goosebumps talking about it because This movie was visually visually stunning, and so was the like every single aspect of this movie was perfected by him. Like even like the story why he did Open Iron because after Tenet, which I skipped, I, I I I tried watching it three times, and every single time I cannot make through the movie. I have to like I don't know something about Tenet really 
icks me, irks me. I cannot watch it. But with Open Hammer, that was complete, the, you know, the complete opposite. And like I said, it's the biopic he, um, Christopher Nolan, always wanted to make, and he finally got the got the opportunity opportunity to make to make it. And as I was saying, um, the reason why he did Jay Jay Oppenheimer, also like the whole story is like based on this biographical novel. Bio, what was it? Jay Robert Jay Robert Oppenheimer, I think. And also like the the fact that Oppenheimer was a Jew was also, you know, I was it also played a huge aspect in a few things in the movie and how he was like treated basically and then I, it was also really cool seeing like Einstein in this movie and other humans and 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 I really like but like yeah the fact like why he chose Oppenheimer because Robert Pattinson Edward um he gave because you know he was also intended so he gave christopher nolan a this like book you know this novel and then he like read it and then he was like okay like i'm going to make a movie and uh, we got up number and i i have to say like i really really enjoyed up number but i do understand people saying they didn't like a few aspects, I do understand it, but to me, to me I really enjoy it. Okay, so, yeah, with that being said, I really like enjoyed Open Hammer and I think it will do amazingly at the Oscars next year, along with Bobby. And now I'm going to share you share share with you some news okay yeah with that being said i really like enjoyed open number and i think it will do amazingly at the oscars next year along with bobby and now i'm going to share you share you share with you some news So, <clears throat> Ridley Scott says he cast Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon after seeing him in Joker. And he was very impressed by him, so that's why he cast, that's why Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon in the Napoleon movie. According to Empire Magazine. And then Christopher Landon is officially set to direct Scream 7, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Then Boy Kills World, starring Bill Skarsgård, will be premiering at Toronto International Film Festival sometime, I think, in a few months. 
then then there's this movie called Harmony Corine. Oh, excuse me. The director is Harmony Corine, and the movie is called Agro Drift, and it stars musician Travis Scott. And the movie is described because I think it ran. It was shown at Venice Film Festival. Um, that that it's the movie is described as a sens sensuous experimental movie shot in infrared infrared that conjures a hallucinatory halluci hallucinatory portrait of a haunted assassin yeah it's basically like it's going to be uh, very interesting then vanessa kirby will reportedly star as sue storm in fantastic four according to discussingfilm.com eh, discussingfilm on twitter then Actress Mara Wilson said to Insider.com that she has never made enough to qualify for SAG-AFTRA, AFTRA's health insurance, despite starring in multiple TV shows since her acting, since her return to acting. That's kind of sad. Then a TCM insider believes that Warner Bros. cuts to the network were, motiva- were motivated by bonuses that give David Saslav and other executives personal financial incentive to make new cuts. According to Entertainment Weekly. So some in industry analysts think that Apple could acquire Disney in the next few years. According to the Hollywood Reporter. So Apple could be owned by Disney. And then Sydney Sweeney will be playing Julia Carpenter, aka Spider Woman in Madame Web, according to Variety. Then Brian Kellen says that Joaquin Phoenix lost nearly 60 pounds for the role of the Joker. And he, uh, he quote, he added, and I quote, he just ate an apple and smoked cigarettes, end of quote.
Then a strange ray out of life will, which stars, um, Pedro Pascal, will have its North American premiere at the twenty twenty three Toronto International Film Festival. I'm very excited for it movie. Then Oppenheimer. Joined the Letterbox One Million Watched Club, and it's the second fastest movie to achieve this after obviously Barbie. Also, like I forgot to say, um, that you know I forgot to say in my review about on Open Number that I forgot to praise Killian Murphy for his for his portrayal of Oppenheimer because they like the movie critics I watched and have read their their reviews they were like they put side by side pictures of the actual Oppenheimer and Kelly Murthy and this resemblance is insane So, Vision Quest will have nine episodes. So Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul say, and I quote, When we started coming up, we relied on residuals to be able to pay our bills. That's part of the equation as a working actor. And I quote, and they also added by saying, um, we're here now saying the working actor have has to have a considerable raise to make ends meet. End of quote. And he said that to priority in regards of the strike. Elemental has passed the worldwide grosses of Toy Story and Cars. It's true because it was so good. I think I will talk about it in the upcoming episodes. So, the Ferrari movie with Adam Driver. It debuted, it had this premiere at the Venice film festival and on Rotten Tomato it had a score on 
of 72. So we're certified fresh. And David Finger's The Killer debuted with an 88% on Justin Tomato. And it got a. got a long standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival. Which I'm very excited about this movie. Actually, I'm very excited about Priscilla and The Killer. So according to Variety, Sag Eftra's Dun Duncan Crabtree Crabtree Island said that Sag Eftra that they were feel uh, willing to continue negotiating and um, oh yeah the the A A M P T P Them and the major studios were willing to con um, continue negotiating, and I quote: "The response was a hard no." The AMPTP went even further and told us it would be quite some time before they would be ready to talk with us again. End of quote. So, this shows the. The unwillingness to end this strike and like to fairly pay their actors and writers. Also, like the the lengths they are just close, like the AMTP and the studios are just going in not wanting to pay the actors, but like they would pay other, like they would pay um act people who would be willing to to do some AI work and not pay the like and not pay the actors and writers. It's just it's just so unfair to me. And a part of the Caribbean reboot movie was in the works prior to the strike. The Craig Mason confirmed to to the LA Times. That makes me very happy. But I don't think that Johnny Depp will return. And Andy won't be a part of Toy Story 5, sadly. And Priscilla um, 
debuted with a Rotten Tomato score of 100, so I'm very excited for that movie. And Warner Bros. Discovery says they will take a hit of 300 million to 500 million to their 2023 earnings because they refused to make a few deal a fair deal with actors and writers according to Hollywood Reporter. I mean it suits them. It suits them so So Percy Jackson, excuse me, not Percy Jackson, Percy Hines White will not return to Wednesday season two. His character Xavier Thorpe has been written out, and the reason is because he was he showed some um, inappropriate behavior towards minors and there was this whole thing so and also like he would he would he would um invite those minors to his house and then give them so much alcohol that they would pass out and then he would award the their bodies so that's why he was written out Also, we can watch Pixar's Elemental on Disney Plus now. Oh. Oh, not now, but like next week. So, actor Liev Schreiber will 
apparently and reportedly returned as Sabretooth in Deadpool 3, according to According to this Twitter account titled X-Men Updates, so I'm very excited to see him. <laughs> and that's it for this segment. That being said, thank you so, so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate it and write a review on all podcast apps. If you enjoyed the live stream I did on Instagram, don't forget to forget uh, follow me on there, which is Mood Erosive Stream Podcast, because I'm planning on doing it more often. And and also don't forget to follow me on all, all my other social media, and don't forget to check the video I was talking about by Real Rejects. I will link it in the show notes. Because they did an amazing job, um, really like breaking down the SAG AFTRA regulations, whether you are a SAG AFTRA member or not, and what what you can do and cannot do. So it's, it was a very informative um. It was a very informative video and I highly, highly encourage you to watch it because it really, um, it really like help clear out the confusion I had in regards of the regulations, like whether I was allowed to do a movie review or not. So that's why my Barbie, Barbenheimer review came this came this late but i'm planning on doing more reviews i watched um strays and ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles at the turtle mayhem with Seth Rogen and john cena it was so funny then i cannot like review i cannot publish my review on one piece yet but I'm going to write more reviews and then publish them once this whole thing is over. And I'm just glad that I that I can talk about movies again. Because it was like very it was like very difficult to not talk about movies, even though I wanted to talk about movies. Like I said, it's a process and it's it's the cause is like a good one because actors and writers hopefully will get paid fairly and can make ends meet with their with their passion and their love for acting and writing TV shows and movies so we'll all together see how long this strike will go because it's been 
one hundred and I think twenty days since the strike started, like the WJA strike started. Also, I I participated in the Spotify for Podcasters Masterclass yesterday. And it was about the masterclass was about um Q and A's and like how to incorporate those or, or like polls how to incorporate those in your episode. So they gave gave us some tricks and tips on them, and I'm planning on doing it. And you can you can like write an answer to my to the question, which I'll in this episode it will be if what you thought of. Barbenheimer and, and if it was worth the hype or if they worth they were worth the hype and to answer the question you can go on Spotify and then there you have this like section which says interact and then you can write a your answer and then I will read the answer uh, in a future episode with that being said I one I'm like I'm well aware that the episode has been already released but yeah I think we all are fully aware that that kept happening and probably will be happening but I'm also like working on some guest episodes one will be recorded on Saturday and the other and then released on Sunday and so it will be a mix of like specials and guest episodes and solo episodes this season and I'm just waiting for the day where I can talk about mo- like all the TV shows I watched uh, in August and I'm just patiently waiting because I get the movie part that I'm very like I'm so happy that they lifted up the regulations a little loosened up the regulations a little bit, but yes, move like I like talking about movies as well. But TV shows is like something different, especially when when a TV show like um, One Piece has been released, Ahsoka, I'm Groot, um, Foundation. Wheel of Time, because I, I watched the first episode, first three episodes, and I'm like, I I have I want to talk about it, I cannot. So it's it's like a, it's bittersweet, but I'm still patiently waiting that I get to talk about it. With that being said, I wish you a great day, night, very well, and I'll talk to you on Sunday. Bye.